Good afternoon and welcome to Montana at Noon. Your weather command forecast for north central Montana says rest of today, breezy, mostly cloudy, highs 45 to 50, southwest winds 15 to 25 miles per hour. Tonight, windy, mostly cloudy, lows 20 to 25, southwest winds 20 to 30 miles per hour with gusts to around 45 miles per hour. Monday, windy, colder, mostly cloudy, highs 30 to 35, temperatures falling into the lower teens in the afternoon. Northwest winds 20 to 30 miles per hour. Wind chill readings 5 below to 15 below zero in the afternoon. Monday night, much colder, mostly cloudy, lows 5 below to zero. North winds 10 to 20 miles per hour. Tuesday, colder, mostly cloudy, highs around 15. Northeast winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tuesday night, partly cloudy, lows 0 to 5 above zero. Wednesday and Wednesday night, windy, not as cool, mostly cloudy, highs 40 to 45, lows around 30. Thursday, breezy, not as cool, mostly cloudy with a 20% chance of rain, highs 50 to 55. Thursday night, colder, mostly cloudy with a chance of rain and slight chance of snow, lows 20 to 25, chance of precipitation 40%. Friday, colder, mostly cloudy with a 20% chance of snow, highs 35 to 40. Friday night, mostly cloudy with a 30% chance of snow, lows 15 to 20. Saturday, mostly cloudy with a 40% chance of snow, highs 30 to 35. Here are today's news headlines. The offices of Montana State University Extension are planning a pesticide application training in Choteau, Montana, open to any experience level. New media broadcasters spoke with Cecil Tharp, pesticide education specialist with the MSU Extension offices, to talk more on this event and who may want to come. Yeah, we're uh, coordinating a seven-hour uh, initial private applicator training in Choteau, Montana on February 28th. Uh, this is for individuals that want to apply restricted-use pesticides on land that they own, rent, or lease. With this training, you can qualify for that restricted-use private applicator license. Or if you're a homeowner or any other pesticide applicator, you could just attend to learn more about pesticides. Bearpaw Development is having their annual meeting luncheon on Thursday, February 29th. New media broadcasters spoke with Paul Tuss, executive director of Bearpaw Development, to talk more about the upcoming meeting. Yeah, Bear Paw Development is going to be having its annual meeting next Thursday, which is uh, February 29th, uh, leap year, actually. And uh, we do this, obviously, every year to unveil our annual report for the previous year. So at that time, we will be unveiling our annual report for 2023, talking about the impact that we had on our five-county, two-reservation area. Uh, it's also a period of time that we recognize our board of directors and our contributors and our investors in our organization. Montana Fish, Wildlife and Parks is seeking comments on a proposal to restore West Slope cutthroat trout in Dutchman Creek, a tributary to Prickly Pear Creek in the Elkhorn Mountains near Jefferson City. While cutthroat trout are native to this area, competition and predation by brook trout have almost eliminated them. The estimate is that within the next five years, West Slope cutthroat trout will disappear from Dutchman Creek if no action is taken. The proposed three-phase project includes building an upstream fish passage barrier, removing existing brook trout in a 3.5-mile radius of Dutchman Creek, and restocking the creek with genetically pure West Slope cutthroat trout over a period of three years. This would provide a long-term genetic reserve of West Slope cutthroat trout, 
Montana's state fish. Public comments will be accepted through March 18th at rspoon at mt.gov. The public meeting for this proposal is scheduled for 6 p.m. February 29th at the Montana Wild Education Center, 2668 Broadwater Avenue in Helena. U.S. District Judge Susan P. Waters found Mark J. Albrecht, 66, of Gillette, Wyoming, guilty of use of facility in interstate commerce in aid of racketeering and making a false statement as charged in a fourth superseding indictment. The government alleges in court documents that in April 2021, Billings Law Enforcement responded to a report of possible commercial sexual activity at a local hotel. After knocking and identification, a woman, a minor female, and Albrecht came out of the room. After initially denying wrongdoing, Albrecht ultimately acknowledged he was there to engage in commercial sex, explaining how he used social media to make arrangements. Albrecht faces up to five years in prison, a $250,000 fine, and three years of supervised release for each charge. Sentencing is set for March 20th. Albrecht was released pending further proceedings. Almost 70 recommendations for improved equity and inclusion within USDA programs and services were provided in a recent report. Rod Bain spoke with Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack. What are some of the many recommendations provided within USDA's Equity Commission final report on improving equity and inclusion within department programs and services? We're entering into cooperative agreements through our Farm Service Agency office of organizations and entities that that black farmer can relate to. We see that black farmer in simplifying our process, which is one of the recommendations of this report. We've appointed minority members to county committees across the United States to ensure that there is somebody in the room with a point of view that can recognize when equity has not occurred. This report asks us to continue working on that structure to create equity. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack discussing some of the recommendations as the final report was presented Thursday during the National Equity Summit at USDA headquarters. In total, 66 recommendations were provided by the commission. The Bureau of Transportation Statistics reports that total volume of North American transporter freight, including all modes of transportation, is down 0.1% in December 2023 from December 2022. Freight between the U.S. and Mexico was down 0.9% and freight between the U.S. and Canada was up 0.7%. Railway freight was up 2.6% while truck freight was down 2.6% compared to December 2022. Both pipeline and air were down 10.3% each compared to December 2022. Between the U.S. and Canada, the top three truck commodities were computers including parts, vehicles including parts, and electrical machinery. Top U.S. and Canada rail commodities were vehicles including parts, mineral fuel, and plastics. All data released from the U.S. Department of Transportation Bureau of Transportation Statistics. The next scheduled release of numbers is March 4, 2024. The Federal Trade Commission has issued a warning that people may be deceived by H&R Block's practice of offering free online products for tax filings. According to the FTC, H&R Block offers access to its free online tax product to file simple returns. The deception is alleged to be what H&R Block considers to be a, quote, simple return. What many people feel they have is a simple return may not meet H&R Block's definition. Once an individual is informed of their return is not qualified for free service, you are prompted to select on one of the company's paid services. Once selected, it is difficult to person to later decide on a different product. The FTC claims it results in people paying or paying more for an unwanted or unneeded product. Also alleged is that upgrades are seemingly easy while the company makes it more difficult for those who wish to downgrade to a different service, even on occasion wiping out previously entered tax information. Downgrades also requires a person to contact an H&R Block customer service agent. 
The IRS has announced that there have been changes to some credits and deductions for tax year 2023. For standard deductions, all filers will see increases with singled Mary filing separately getting a $13,850 deduction. The amount of deduction is $20,800 for head of household and $27,700 for joint file or qualifying surviving spouse. The additional child tax credit was increased $1,600 per qualifying child. Many changes to the child tax credit in place from the American Rescue Plan Act of 2021 have expired. The IRS monitors congressional legislative affecting the child tax credit. They advise to file in a timely manner and any changes coming from Congress will be automatically adjusted and taxpayers will not need to take any additional action. Now let's take a look at your weekend sports roundup. Things began to thin out Saturday in Great Falls at the Northern Sea Divisional Tournament. Starting the day, Winnegrass Range barreled over Heartbeat 82-37. CJI then kept their hopes alive, defeating Roy Winifred 58-48, setting them up for a meeting with Winnegrass Range in consolation play. Israel Hale and Kyle Leeds have the recap of local teams from the evening portion of the tournament. Two great games on Saturday at the Pacific Steel and Recycling Four Seasons Arena in Great Falls as the CJI Hawks took on the Winnet Grass Range Rams in the consolation game and the Box Elder Bears took on the Belt Huskies in the championship game. With the consolation game, CJI Hawks lost to the Winnet Grass Range Rams by just two points, the final score 54-52. to Some high scores for the Hawks included Ryland St. John, Carson Pulst, and Nate Nelson. Carson Pulst, the highest scorer among them, with 20 points. On the other end with the Rams, Brady Bance and Jace Bance both shared 17 points apiece. And in the championship game, the Box Elder Bears defeated the Belt Huskies 54-45. to Box Elder Bears are your new Northern Sea Divisional champion. The Bears had a bright star in Trayson Gillett with 31 points on the night. Drayden Anderson had 7. Tori Stiffarm Rosette had 9 for the Bears. On the other end of the ball, the Belt Huskies, Ethan Triplett had 14 and Reese Paulson also had 14. With the Box Elder victory on Saturday, there is a situation in which the WGR Rams can challenge for the number two spot, meaning the Belt Huskies could lose a spot at the state tournament. On Sports for New Media Broadcasters, reporting on boys basketball action, I'm Israel Hale. In the girls' consolation championship game of the 2024 Northern Sea Divisional Basketball Tournament, it was a District 9C matchup between the Big Sandy Pioneers and the Chester Joplin Inverness Highline Hawks. In the contest, Big Sandy was victorious over Chester Joplin Inverness in a thrilling contest, 46-45. to In double figures for the Pioneers were Jay Bauman with 19 points and Kier Golby with 11. For Chester Joplin Inverness, they had one player in double figures, and that was Bryn Camerzell with 21 points. Big Sandy now potentially will have the opportunity to challenge on Monday night at 6 o'clock for the second place spot in the Northern Sea, depending on the result of the championship game. On Sports for New Media Broadcasters, I'm Kyle Leeds. Rounding out the evening in the girls' championship game, Roy Winifred defeated DGSG 46-38. The Chinook Sugarbeaters met the Glasgow Scotties to start elimination at the Northern B Divisional Tournament on Saturday. The team scrapped back and forth the entire contest, and it appeared Chinook was on the path that brought to divisionals, but Glasgow edged past the beaters to win 61-59 to bring Chinook's season to an end. Glasgow would go on to play Malta in the consolation game, where Glasgow came in third, 70-68. In the championship game, Poplar fell to Fairview, 51-44. The MSU Northern basketball teams rounded out regular season action on the road to face Carroll College in Helena on Saturday. Noah Friedman has the details on the day's contests. The MSU Northern basketball teams played a regular season finale in Helena on Saturday afternoon and were swept by Carroll College. 
The Lights took the court first and lost 87 to 78, while the Skylights were blown out by the number eight Fightin' Saints, 83 to 53. For the Lights, who finished the regular season with an 11 and 17 overall record, including three and 12 in the Frontier Conference, they were led once again in the Carroll game by Zach Martinez, who had a game-high 21 points. Sophomore guard Daquan Watson contributed 19, while junior forward Xavier Bailey had 13 second-half points. Northern once again couldn't stop the prolific scoring of Andrew Cook and Kendall Moore, who each had 21 for the victorious Saints. For the Skylights, they closed the regular season with records of 11-17 and 5-10 and in the Frontier, and played a great first quarter against a nationally ranked Carroll squad, trailing by a point after 10 minutes. The fun was over after the inbounds pass to begin the second quarter because the Saints came out on a 20-7 run and didn't let up for the rest of the contest. Reigning Frontier Conference Player of the Week and Year, Jamie Pickens continued her masterful season and showed out for the P.E. crowd on senior day, scoring 25 points and grabbing 7 rebounds. MSUN was led by junior forward Cheyenne Crass, who was the only skylight in double figures with 12 points. The Frontier Conference Tournament is happening next week in Great Falls, and MSU Northern will bring the number 5 seed lights and the number 4 skylights. The lights will take the court first at 1 p.m. and play Montana Western, and the skylights will face Rocky Mountain College in first round action around 5 p.m. Listen to those games on KPQX 92.5 FM and HighlineToday.com. Reporting from the PE Center on the campus of Carroll College in Helena, Montana, I'm Noah Friedman, the Sports Director with New Media Broadcasters. Haver basketball saw three sessions in the final day of the Eastern A Divisional Tournament in Billings. Following a loss Friday night, 60-52 to Billings Central Friday night, Haver Blue Ponies kept themselves in the mix by eliminating Harden 83-58 Saturday morning. The victory put the boys into consolation play against the Dawson County Red Devils. After a five-point advantage at the half, the Blue Ponies found themselves in a scrap with Dawson, who moved ahead by a point at the end of three. Haver stayed with their opponent to force overtime tied at 57, ending regulation play. However, the Red Devils persisted and came out on top 67-63 after extra time. Meanwhile, the Lady Ponies were in wait for the final game of the day, the 7 p.m. championship contest against the Custer County Cowgirls. The team stayed close throughout the matchup, with Custer County leading 34-33 at the half. Things were even up at the end of three and again at 54 by regulation end. Playing just as rugged in the extra period, a pair of three throws locked in a 61-59 victory for the Lady Ponies, taking another divisional title. In the girls' consolation, Billing Central claimed the third seed for the East with a 59-49 win over Lockwood. The 2024 Eastern A Boys Divisional Crown went to Fergus, who battled Billing Central to a 35-34 decision. Both Haver High teams will make their way to Butte for the 2024 Montana Class A Basketball Tournament March 7th through 9th. Those were today's news headlines and your weekend sports roundup. Here are today's funeral notices. James Stewart, aged 89, passed away due to natural causes at Northern Montana Hospital on Friday, February 16th. A vigil service will begin at 6 p.m. on Tuesday, February 27th, and Jim's funeral mass will be held at 11 a.m. on Wednesday, February 28th, all at St. Jude Thaddeus Catholic Church. Burial will follow in Highland Cemetery. Those were today's funeral notices. Now let's take one last look at your weather command forecast. Rest of today, breezy, mostly cloudy, highs 45 to 50. Southwest winds 15 to 25 miles per hour. Tonight, windy, mostly cloudy, lows 20 to 25. Southwest winds 20 to 30 miles per hour with gusts to around 45 miles per hour. Monday, windy, colder, mostly cloudy, highs 30 to 35. Temperatures falling into the lower teens in the afternoon. Northwest winds 20 to 30 miles per hour. Wind chill readings 5 below to 15 below zero in the afternoon. 
Monday night, much colder, mostly cloudy, lows 5 below to 0, north winds 10 to 20 miles per hour. Tuesday, colder, mostly cloudy, highs around 15, northeast winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tuesday night, partly cloudy, lows 0 to 5 above 0. Wednesday and Wednesday night, windy, not as cool, mostly cloudy, highs 40 to 45, lows around 30. Thursday, breezy, not as cool, mostly cloudy with a 20% chance of rain, highs 50 to 55. Thursday night, colder, mostly cloudy with a chance of rain and slight chance of snow, lows 20 to 25, chance of precipitation 40%. Friday, colder, mostly cloudy with a 20% chance of snow, highs 35 to 40. Friday night, mostly cloudy with a 30% chance of snow, lows 15 to 20. Saturday, mostly cloudy with a 40% chance of snow, highs 30 to 35. This has been Montana at Noon. Seven days a week, we are your primary source for news and information. For new media broadcasters, I'm Kendall Brown. Have a great afternoon.